Hey everybody, I hope wherever you are watching this from today that you are doing well. Pray God is at work in your life. Welcome to Victory Church Online. Come on, we're excited about online church. If you're excited, post a thumbs up in the comments. We want to interact with you today. And uh, I'm just excited to jump into the word. It's going to be an amazing, amazing one. Check this out. We are a worshiping church. Come on, say amen to that. If you are part of this church, you've been part of this church for any amount of time, you'll know that we love to worship here. We love to spend time in God's presence, sing songs to Him. We love to express ourselves to God in worship. We are worship kind of people. But here's the thing. Worship isn't really about music. I think most of us know this, but especially if you're new to church or uh, if this is something that's been inside of you for a long time, we kind of equate worship music to worship in general, and it's not. Music is not worship. Music is, in fact, just an expression of worship. It's so easy to confuse the two. But worship is not something we do just with our voices alone. It's something we actually do with our whole lives. We worship God with our lives. We express worship through song and through dance and through all of these kind of artistic things. But we actually worship God with our whole lives, whether that's our business lives, our home lives, our church lives. That's how we actually worship God. And check it out. Last week, we spoke about setting the tone, right? The tone that God uses when he speaks to us. The tone that Jesus uses when he wants to challenge us to grow, when he wants to train us, when he wants to coach us, and that God's tone is not harsh in our lives. It's not something that he wants to criticize us on. He actually wants to communicate to us that he believes in us, that he knows there's more for us, that he knows there's more for you. And so he's challenging you to grow, not because he's mad at you, but because he actually wants to lift you up. We also looked that the opposite of fear is love. Right, That fear that we have of God that he wants to criticize us or he's going to come down on us for our problems and our brokenness, the things that are wrong in our lives, that fear can only be replaced by knowing that deep love that God has for us. It's powerful, life-changing. It's the God kind of love that drives away fear. And you know what? Our response to that amazing love is worship. It's what we call worship. He pours this amazing love all over us, and we respond to that love with worship. Check this out, church. Whatever has your attention, the thing that you put most attention on, you will end up worshiping that thing. It's just who humans are. If our attention is on whatever, on a person, on a thing, on a job, on whatever, we will end up worshiping that thing. It's just the way that we are. But when our focus becomes that beautiful, outpoured love of Christ into our lives, that he loves us no matter how great or not great we are, no matter what he's doing in our lives, he loves us so much. When our attention is holy over and over again on the love that he pours out over us, our attention gets drawn to God, drawn to that love, and our response to him is worship. It's how we respond to God. And so, as we get into the message today, the title today is The Tone of Worship. We want to talk about the tone of worship. Come on, let's pray. 
Holy Spirit, we ask you right now to come and fill every room that we're watching this on. Maybe we're watching on a phone or maybe we're watching on a TV at home, wherever we are right now. God, we want to participate. We want to be part of this. And so we ask that your spirit would come open up our hearts and come and speak only your word to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, check it out. In communication, tone is the foundation of everything that gets communicated. Our words could be the right words, the same words, but if you communicate them with a different tone, it changes the meaning of the words. This is what we spoke about last week. But you know that words don't just carry a tone, they also carry a feeling. Our words and our communication carry a feeling. It communicates a feeling. Just think about this for a second. People who you encounter and interact with, maybe it's a boss, a friend, or a parent, or a child. Just think about as you speak to someone, they make you feel a certain way. Pastors do this all the time, and, and maybe a boss at work. What, how, how do their words make you feel? It's not just the tone, it's the feeling that is communicated. Sometimes people talk and you just feel a sense of calm. Sometimes you feel a sense of rush. Maybe you get excited when someone talks, or maybe you even get sad, or even fearful when someone talks. There are so many feelings that we communicate as we talk, or not even just as we talk, but even with our body language, we communicate a feeling when we speak. And those feelings that we communicate either pull people towards us or push them away. Sometimes we're pulling people, influencing people. Sometimes we're pushing people away. You know what? Our worship is something that pulls the attention of God. Check this out. Our worship draws God in. When our worship um, comes to his throne, he gets pulled towards that. It brings his attention towards us. He fills us up. He fills us up with his presence. Some of you may have even experienced that today as we were worshiping together. And there is one feeling that never fails to bring God's presence so thick down into our lives. It's a feeling we communicate with our worship. And that feeling is the tone of humility. Come on, I want you to write that down. The tone of humility. Post it in the chat right now. The tone of humility. When God senses a humble heart in someone, he just wants to get close to that person. When our humble heart goes up to his throne, he responds to that. And you know what? It's the exact same with the people in our lives. When we communicate a humble tone, when you think about a boss or a friend, someone that's close to you. When you can just, you just know when they're speaking, man, that person, they just... They're humble inside. They don't think too much about themselves. They're not over-hyping themselves. You know what? Especially in someone who's in a position of power, you can hear in the way that they talk that they communicate a sense of humility. And you know what? You get drawn to people like that. I get drawn to people like that. And we want to draw people to us with that same sense of humility. And you know what? It's the same with God. You know, the opposite of this is very true. When we communicate a tone of arrogance to people, 
we push people away. Just think about it in your life. If that boss or that person that you know communicates with a tone of arrogance, they think too much of themselves, they're always talking about themselves, they're always interested in what they're interested in, they're not really interested in what you're interested in, you know what, you don't really want to be around people like that. You don't want to listen to people like that. It turns us away. And you know what, it's the same thing with God. When our worship communicates a tone of self-centeredness to God. There is nothing that pushes him away more than that. But when our tone and our worship communicates humility to God, that we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to, man, God comes and fills us up. Some of us are asking God, God, I need you more in my life. I need you more. I need your presence more. I need your life more. Maybe you're praying that prayer right now. Maybe you need God in a situation. I want to encourage you, begin to worship God with a sense of humility. Begin to put others above yourself. Remember that to be humble before God is to care about what God cares about, to think about what he thinks about, to make him the center, him the priority. It's the same in our lives, to make others the priority, not ourselves, to care about what other people care about, not just ourselves. Come on, in our church, we wanna be a church that prioritizes others above ourselves, that prioritizes what people need rather than what we need. This is who we wanna be. This is who God wants us to be. And and it's what God gets drawn to. Our lives are our worship to God, not our songs. Sometimes our words are right. Sometimes we dress right, we look right, we sound right. But somehow we're communicating the wrong tone. We're communicating the wrong feeling out to people. And we're doing the same to God. Our lives either communicate a tone of humility or a tone of arrogance. And even if our words seem right, even if our songs sound good, under all of that, there's a tone. We want our worship to God to be one of humility. So check this out. Our scripture today comes from Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 5. We're going to read that together, and you can check that out. It'll pop up on the screen now. It says this. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, this is Paul speaking to the church, brothers and sisters, everybody, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Great. Our lives are worship to God. But let's keep reading. Verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what is that? What is the difference between the world's way of thinking and God's way of thinking? We're going to read it here. Verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the
the others. So what is going on here? What is the difference? We can't think like the world. We need to transform the way we think. We need to renew our minds. What is the thing that needs to change? Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Come on, check it out. In this world, we have the elites, the ones that everyone looks to, the famous ones, the ones who are in power and those that do not have power. In God's kingdom, everyone is equal. That is the beauty of grace. Come on, grace equalizes us for we are saved by grace through faith, not of works lest anyone should boast. No one gets to boast in the kingdom of God. Look what I have done. Every one of us is equal. We are equal in the sight of God, no matter what your job is, no matter what color skin you have, no matter who you are, you are valuable to God and no one is more valuable than anyone else. And so we need to look at each other the same way. Come on, church. Today, my challenge to us as a church, how can we influence this world with the gospel of grace? How can we take this message to the world? We need to gain influence with people so that we can lead them to this beautiful, amazing Christ that we serve. How do we do that? By gaining influence. And how do we gain influence? By being the humble people God wants us to be. We got to be, we got to communicate a sense of humility. And as we do that, come on, people get attracted to us. They get attracted to God. They get attracted to church through us. And it starts with our worship to God, our personal relationship with our God. And then it moves to the people around us. I'm challenging us today to make others more important than ourselves. To say, you know what? What you care about is what I care about. I'm not going to force myself on you. I want to know who you are. I want to come into your world. I want to think of you higher than myself. I'm not going to think of myself more highly than I ought to. I'm going to value you for who God has has made you to be. This is who God wants us to be. This is who God needs us to be so that we can change this world with his gospel. See, grace equalizes us, makes us all the same. It empowers us and it gives us all that we need to fully step into his calling for our lives. This is how we worship God, not by singing songs, not by bringing beautiful gifts to God. We worship him by living for others above ourselves, by living for him, by placing him at the center of our lives and placing others at the center of our lives. This is the spirit that we take into our work lives by placing our bosses and our colleagues higher than ourselves. And if you're in a place of influence, by placing the people under you more highly than yourselves, by serving others, by having a spirit of humility, by caring about what others care about. It's how you, you take this spirit into your family and you serve your kids and your husband and your wife and your family with a spirit of humility, thinking of them more highly than yourself. Come on, this is how we serve in church. We serve in church by thinking of others more highly than ourselves. This is who we gotta be in a spirit of humility. We raise our kids and we lead others from a position of power, a position of leadership by actually being humble. Arrogance, or maybe a better word is self-centeredness, it creeps in unaware. Some of us are not even aware that we've become more focused on ourselves than on others. 
And so I want to pray into that area today. I want to just take one minute to talk about this and to pray over every one of us. Maybe God is speaking to you today. Maybe you're feeling that way, like, you know what, I just want to be more humble. I want to actually make people more important than me. If that's you today, I'm praying with you and I'm praying with myself because all of us as Christians, we want to worship God. The tone of worship is humility. Anything else, it's not worship. Whether it sounds good, whether it's got the right words, it's not worship. The right worship is humility. Others more than ourselves. So let's pray together. Come on. Lord Jesus, we thank you today that we have this opportunity to just worship you in truth, spirit and in truth. God, today we're asking for a spirit of humility to fill us up. I pray right now that you're going into every home, into every person's life and showing us all where we are esteeming ourselves more highly than we ought to. We want our communication to come across without that tone of arrogance, but filled with a tone of humility that we might influence our families, our workplaces, our communities, our churches through that humble voice that comes out. And God, we want to worship you. We don't just want to sing songs. We don't just want to live a Christian life, God. We want to worship you. And we know that humility is how we do that. And so we're asking for that to come on our side that you would show us where we can lower, where we can see ourselves with your light, that we are valuable, that we are powerful, but we are valuable and powerful because of you, not because of ourselves. Give us that spirit of humility today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I'm praying for you and I'm praying for myself, church, because as we step into a spirit of humility, God's going to use that to impact this world in ways we could never, ever imagine.